You are Locked On Lions, your daily Detroit Lions podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. First day in pads for the Lions in training camp. Let's recap it, everybody, on Locked On Lions on the Locked On Podcast Network. Matt Derry with you on this Tuesday, August 3rd, into Wednesday, August 4th. Locked On Lions brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. What's going on, everybody? Thank you for listening and joining us today. First padded practice in the books down in Allen Park for the Lions. Some good, some bad. And plus, we have a guest today, Taylor Bashotti, who last week or over the weekend came into town with uh, and for NFL Network. Uh, the NFL Network reporter was in town uh, doing a story on the Lions. Everybody, uh, the NFL Network sent uh, everybody from their staff to all 32 teams. I believe it was either Saturday or Sunday. Maybe it was Saturday. Uh, and Taylor Bashotti was in town, and we will talk to her about her impressions from coming to L.A. to Detroit to see this new Lions team. She talked to Jared Goff, Dan Campbell, among others. We'll kind of get a national view from Taylor coming up momentarily on the show. Uh, also, find us on Twitter, at Derry Speaks, D-E-R-Y Speaks. That is my Twitter handle, at Locked on Lions. Please follow the Twitter page there. And also, we post the podcast each and every day on the Matt Derry Facebook fan page. Um, All right, so this is what Dan Campbell has been waiting for, to find out and separate, and it's such a brutal cliche, but let's do it, kind of separate the men from the boys. You put the pads on, which the Lions did today for the first time, and you get physical. You get into 11-on-11s. You see the offense go up against the defense. It's real and true football. It's not the pajama brigade or whatever Campbell called it the other day, when guys are just wearing shells, shorts, and uh, you know jersey tops, and that's it. This is the real deal. Putting on the pads means hitting, tackling, and uh, uh, you know full-on football out on the practice field. Uh, they're a two-two-two, a Rod Wood drive, and so today was a chance for the coaching staff to see what they have a little bit. And what I find, and number one. Dan Campbell said before practice today that he expected Aleem McNeil to get pushed around a little bit. You're a rookie. You're a third-round pick. You're going up against arguably the toughest unit on this team, the offensive line. And yet, here it is. The Lions' nose tackle killed it today. He was fantastic. Aaron Glenn, the Lions' defensive coordinator, after practice today said, quote, I tell you what, man, he's unbelievable. Strong, agile, everything that we expected when we got him, end quote. Now, again, it's a week in the training camp. He hasn't played a down of NFL football. He hasn't even played in a preseason game yet. But if this is the kind of thing that we're going to see, the pattern that Brad Holmes is picking players in the third, the fourth, the fifth that are all out steals that turn into studs, that's how the Rams got good. Holmes learned from Les Snead, who drafted guys like John Johnson and Cooper Cup, and they turned into really good players, and they weren't taken high. But McNeil, 330-pound linebacker, just moving bodies, tossing around offensive linemen, um, and, and just being disruptive. 
And to get the defensive coordinator after practice to talk about um, Aleem McNeil un- unprovoked is awesome. And the Lions haven't had a disruptor in the middle like that in a long time. No offense to Danny Shelton and whomever else has been there. Aleem McNeil is getting starting reps for a reason. They feel number 54 can really play. Also, if we're going to talk about the defense and stay positive, Anthony Pittman again. Yesterday, zone coverage against David Blau, interception. Today, jumps her out and broke up a pass. Also made a physical hit. And again, Aaron Glenn, after practice, unprompted. Quote, a guy that really stands out is Anthony Pittman. He's making plays on the ball. He's running to the ball. You see the physical nature of him. There's a lot of things about that player that I like. End quote. So, there you have it. Middle of the field is where the Lions have been destroyed over the years. Tight ends, running backs out of the backfield, straight dive plays where the Lions just haven't been good enough. And I've been preaching to the choir for years on this podcast about middle linebacker, inside linebacker, Jared Davis, whomever. I'm not saying Anthony Pittman is going to be a starter, but he's, you know, with injuries to Jalen Reeves-Maybin and Barnes and everybody else, the Lions are, Derek Barnes, the Lions are looking to see what they have. And maybe they've unearthed something here with Anthony Pittman. So those two guys getting a lot of juice today in the first day of padded practice, uh, Aleem McNeil and certainly Anthony Pittman. Offensively, and I heard this from a couple of people, the quarterbacks have not done well. None of them. Today, Jared Goff threw an interception. He had, uh, I believe it was Tyrell Williams open, threw behind him. And Amanio Ruarie made the pick. A poor throw by Goff. Jared Goff also, um, it was Brashad Perriman, excuse me. Um, Jared Goff also fumbled a snap today, put the ball on the ground. David Blau threw another interception today. Tim Boyle hasn't exactly impressed. So not a good day today from the quarterbacks. Now, Jared Goff has done everything right in terms of leadership. You'll hear Taylor Bashotti momentarily from NFL Network. She talked to Goff. She knows Jared. It's a new lease on life for him. But the question's going to be, is he going to throw the ball to the right jersey color? Because today he had Perriman open, threw it behind him, and uh, on a deep ball it was underthrown, and Oruarie uh, leaped up for the uh, interception. Good to see the cornerbacks playing well. And everybody's raved about Jeff Okuda. Talk about new lease on life. Jeffrey Okuda has had a strong start to camp. And it continued today. So that's good. Forced incompletions on two separate passes to Tyrell Williams. um, And uh, had a pretty good day. Everybody has talked about it. Um, He's done well. Panay Sewell holding his own against Romeo Okwara today. At times, Okwara got him, but all in all, and you heard Dan Campbell, if you missed his uh, press conference earlier today, uh, check it out on the Lions' website. Loves what he's seeing from Panay Sewell. And the fact that a rookie is doing well against arguably the best guys the Lions have to offer on defense, including Romeo Okwara and even Trey Flowers, uh, is a good sign, too.
Taylor Bashotti from NFL Network was in town. We'll get her thoughts on the Lions coming up next. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season back at it, full swing, as you know. Tigers back at it tonight against the Red Sox. Should be interesting seeing Boston come to town and then the Tigers going to Cleveland to face the Indians this weekend. You want to bet on the games? You can do so at betonline.ag. They get everything on that site. Odds, news, info for all your sporting needs. That includes baseball, NBA, NHL, NFL. Preseason's coming up, folks. Uh, the Hall of Fame game. What's it, Thursday night? Who's excited for Bucks and Cowboys? Let's do this. And all your UFC MMA action can be found at betonline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the season in the NFL. You're a, you're a, you come on, you're a sicko. You want to bet on the NFL and the preseason? Do it at betonline.ag. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, promo code LOCKEDON, BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, many of you saw on the NFL Network uh, last week or over the weekend, Taylor Bishotti was here, NFL Network reporter covering the Lions and uh, as they went around the league with reporters at every spot. And uh, Taylor is uh, joining us today on Locked On Lions. Taylor, thanks for a few minutes. Thanks for having me. It was fun to be in Detroit. I don't, I don't get to travel that far away. Usually they've kept me on the West Coast, so I was very excited to come and cover the Lions. You, you've been with a network now a couple of years, right? Three, four years, but you're based out of L.A., is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually, it's crazy to say this, but I'm actually entering my sixth season. I do not know where the time has gone. Six? That's crazy. I know, it is crazy. It doesn't feel real. It feels like it's flown by, so. Had you been to Detroit, have you, had you been to Detroit before or no? I had. Um, I've been a few times, but I've always just flown in and out, so I've never actually spent the night in Detroit. So that was the first time that I spent a little bit of time there, and it was a great town. I, I walked around, uh, went to a really good, I can't remember the name of it, but a really good uh, seafood restaurant. Uh, the downtown area was definitely, like, popping. One of the hotels that I passed by was the Shinola, and that one looked really cool. So I'll have to come back when I can spend more time there and get to know it a little better. Tell me about uh, the vibe in Allen Park and just sort of this newfound culture that's going on. Everybody's raving about Dan Campbell and Brad Holmes. What, what did you think? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's only natural when you do have a new head coach to kind of drink the Kool-Aid for a little bit and at least feel like, okay, this is the real deal. But from what I took away from my you know, limited time there, it really does feel like the real deal from the players, the other coaches, the staff, everyone around him. Dan Campbell seems like he's going to turn that franchise around. He's he's definitely a player's coach. It was really cool. The night before I got there, David Blau's wife is obviously competing in the Olympics. Yeah, yeah. And so they had them all in, the, in, in one of the film rooms watching the Olympics. And you can tell that he's just somebody that's really going to put in the time with his players. He wants to get to know them. He wants to be friends with them. And something else that I found really interesting was the defense ended up having to do 40 up and downs before practice the other day. I think it was on Wednesday. And rather than just making your team do those up and downs, he got on the floor and did each and every last one with his team. Michael Brockers said he respected the fact that he got down on the ground with them. So you can see that he's already kind of just gaining the trust and the really just like the respect from all the players. So 
from top to bottom. Um, I even spoke with obviously new GM and he said favorite, his favorite part of the job so far is just being around Dan Campbell. So I was extremely impressed with him. I'm excited to see what he does with the Lions. NFL Network uh, reporter uh, Taylor Bishotti uh, with me was in Detroit last week uh, covering the Lions, getting a little uh, national view here. You mentioned Campbell and just you know wanting to be friends with the players and kind of being on their level. And obviously, I don't, I don't want to dive back too deep into the past, but that was an issue the last you know three years under Matt Patricia. And it just seems like culture is is the key phrase there because let's be honest, Taylor, this is not going to be a playoff team this year. I think it's going to take. I think it's going to take a little bit of time to turn around. But like you said, you have to have the respect of the players. You've got to have the players wanting to fight for you. When you just don't have that chemistry with a coach, and it seems like there was a little bit of, you know, uh, lapse in communication, or there was just something missing between Matt Patricia and his players. And in essence, you're not going to be able to go out on a Sunday and try and perform your best and fit your first for a coach that you just don't believe in. You've covered so many. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, sorry about that. You cut out. You covered. You've covered so many different teams. Have you walked out of facilities sometimes? Going, geez, that is just a toxic place. And, and I'm not saying to name names, but have you had that experience? And then when you walk out of Detroit, going, man, it's it's the opposite right now. Absolutely. You can. You know. You could because you do go to so many teams, and you you become friends with the players. I mean, I feel like that's definitely the better way of kind of assessing whether or not it's a great organization and you know the players really believe in the coach but again from top to bottom every single person I talk to it just doesn't seem like that's the case in Detroit and you can tell when you go into a team facility if there is a little bit of a rift or there isn't that mutual respect or that's there's that frustration amongst the players and the coach I mean look we saw it last year a little bit even in I guess I am naming names Um, we saw it last year a little bit (laughs) Uh, with the Rams towards the end of the McVay-Goff relationship. The relationship had soured. Before this, they had a fantastic relationship. They were vibing. And I'm not saying it was this way with every player, but there was certainly something that kind of fell apart between Sean McVay and Jared Goff. And ultimately, you saw it in Jared Goff's performance. And that's why I really do want Jared to have a fresh start here in Detroit. It's really a fresh start for everybody from the coaching staff, the general manager, Jared. But Jared's got the skill set to be a successful quarterback. I mean, he took his previous four-win team with a new head coach to the playoffs and then ended up going to the Super Bowl with them. Jared's a talented, talented quarterback. He just needs to be with a coach who believes in him, who supports him, and is really going to try and work with him to put weapons around him. And from what I've heard from Sources close to Jared, he definitely feels like he has that there in Detroit, which I think that's going to make all the difference in how he performs on the field. Yeah, I saw your conversation with him the other day, and it just seems like he's having a lot of fun. They had him mic'd up the other day, and he was having a lot of a good time with his teammates. And and there's something to that. Like you said, if it's a toxic relationship and it's near the end, you're not going to perform as well. But what was his uh... life? If you're in a bad relationship. Nothing's gonna come. Nothing positive's gonna come from that anyway. Yeah, yeah. What? It's no different on the football field. What? What'd you take from your talk with him? I, I honestly felt like he just. Again, I had spoken to somebody that was super close to him the night before, just trying to figure out, you know, how he's feeling, what, how he's assessing everything there. I mean, it's definitely a big move. Except he, 
he's excited and he feels very, very supported by the staff. And another thing that he really likes is that they're involving him in decisions and he feels like he's a part of the process, which again, that's credit to Dan Campbell for really probably doing that with everyone. Something else that I did notice is that we all know that Jared kind of developed his security blanket and his comfort zone. And we saw that in LA with Cooper Cup. You know, it's his go-to whenever he's scrambling or in a bind. He loves going to Cooper. He just has that on-field chemistry with him. And I could already see that relationship forming between TJ Hawkinson and Jared Goff when I was there. I would keep an eye out for him having one of his best seasons yet because those two really seem to vibe both on and off the field. Taylor Bishotti with some great insight from NFL Network. You mentioned TJ Hawkinson and Jared Goff. They're going to have to develop that chemistry because the rest of this offense, there's a lot of question marks. And I think that's the biggest thing is can Jared get this receiving core in that room to improve and be better? Because at least on paper, that's probably the weakest room on this team. Yeah. I think that what you're going to you're going to see Dan getting pretty creative with how he's going to be using his running backs. He said on uh, practice uh, the meeting before practice that morning, he said that he wants to use DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams kind of as like a one-two punch, and he also wants to use them similar to how they used Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram in New Orleans, which, as we all know, they really – I mean, Alvin Kamara is uh, almost as much of a receiver as he is a running back. So maybe they're going to try and use them – and on short passes and really kind of integrate them into into the game a little bit. I think we'll see a lot of that. Taylor Bishotti, NFL Network. couple more for her here on Locked on Lions. What, what about defensively, Aaron Glenn, the vibe there? What did you take away from, from being on the sidelines the other day? You know, it's funny. I did not see as much of what they were doing on defense. I was really staying on that offensive side of the ball. But I know that there is – there's a lot to improve on with that defense. They they struggled last year, and so there's a lot that they're going to have to address there. Oh, I don't think there's any question about it. Um, your network and, and how you cover everybody, certainly, look, you got you to hit the hot items, whether it's the Cowboys, who everybody always wants to talk about, or this Aaron Rodgers and Green Bay situation. But do you think with Dan Campbell and sort of this newfound culture in Detroit that there will be a, a, a bit of a buzz here? I definitely do. I already feel the buzz there. I feel like, there, you know, anytime that there's a new quarterback, a new head coach, it's it's an interesting story. And I think that a lot of people are rooting for both of them to be successful. What about in L.A.? Uh, final thing, Matthew Stafford. Uh, it's, it seems like... It's funny. I was on night news last night, hence the reason why I'm also so tired right now. And all of a sudden, I'm sitting in makeup and we get like a news update or notification from Lindsay Theory, who's... Uh, a reporter for ESPN there, and she said that Matthew Stafford hit his thumb on a helmet in practice, and I'm thinking, oh, boy. But luckily, it does not look like it's <laughs> going to be anything serious. <laughs> well, that, that happened a lot here. Uh, you know, and, he, and, and he's a tough guy, but I – I guess I know the talk out there in L.A. is just, hey, look, the, the, you know, there's some people that think this guy's going to take him to like 15 and two or 16 to one, and he's a top three quarterback already. Well, I mean, I think that at some point, Sean McVay and you know the decision makers up top kind of tied their ship, and I feel like their future to Matthew Stafford. You can't give away that many first-round draft picks without really thinking that you're going to go to the Super Bowl. And what it seems like to me is it seems like Sean McVay felt like he had all the weapons in place and all the talent in place for them to be a Super Bowl team. And I think that at some point he just felt like he had hit his ceiling with Jared Goff. And so 
from that perspective, I think that that's why he was so aggressive in going out and getting Matthew Stafford because he felt like, okay, if I can get him as my quarterback, here's what I can do, and we've got a Super Bowl team. You're really banking your future, I think, on that happening by going out and throwing those first-round picks away. Taylor, really appreciate the time. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Taylor Bashotti from the NFL Network, a fine reporter, does a, a very good job, and we appreciate her time as she was in town uh, last week to uh, go around the NFL, and she was assigned to Detroit. We appreciate her giving us a little time here. She had one very interesting thing to say I want to touch on in a second, but uh, first, uh, Locked on Lions brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. That is why you need to go to rockauto.com, whether it's on your computer, uh, laptop, tablet, on your phone. It's so easy to navigate at rockauto.com. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? Go to rockauto.com. Their prices are reliably low for every customer. Everybody. They get everything you need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. It's easy to explore the website and find what you need. Go to www.rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. You heard Taylor there talking about Jared Goff and how already he is seeing the synergy that Goff has, or already that she is seeing, I should say, the synergy that Goff has with uh, TJ Hawkinson. And look, Taylor lives out in L.A. A lot of the NFL Network folks do, so she knows the dynamic that took place between Jared Goff and the Rams. And what's interesting, what she had to say was, you know, she's been around toxic environments, and last year was so toxic that she even admitted that. That, yeah, I've been in buildings like the Rams building last year, which got toxic because of the golf relationship with uh, Sean McVay. Now it's all, you know, rainbows and rosebuds down at uh, in Allen Park. So, you know, golf having a, a, a synergy right now with TJ Hawkinson and just feeling good. You hope that these early struggles in camp, including the interception today, are just early struggles and getting used to his teammates. He's having a blast. He got mic'd up the other day uh, on a video on the Lions website. He's having fun. The question is, can he perform? He'll have time to throw. I think the offensive line is going to do a good job. The question is, will receivers get open? Is that group good enough? And will the opposition take away TJ Hawkinson or at least try to do that? All right, thanks to Taylor for coming on. Thanks to you for listening on a Tuesday Locked on Lions. We're back at it tomorrow.